everyone, this is Andrea Coley and you are listening to the Lead Bold Podcast where each episode we get to hear from a woman who is leading in ministry. In today's episode, I'm talking with Sherry Paranon, who is the Student Ministry Director at Redwood Chapel in Castro Valley, California. She's going to talk a little bit about her journey to where she is today in ministry. So for those of you who, as a woman, have ever felt like you've maybe not been given the opportunities you're looking for or in some way have been put in a box, today's episode is for you. Hope you enjoy it. All right. Well, I am here with my friend, Sherry Paranon. And hello. I just wish they could see your hair because you have the raddest hair. There's so much. I have like a huge Afro. Yeah. But not the cool like African-American Afro. I have like this. I don't know what it is. Yeah. It's the Sherry Paranon Afro. (laughs) It's in its own world. Yeah. It is in its own category, like you are in your own category. I'm excited to talk with you today. Um, We are going to be talking a little bit about what it means as a leader to follow God's timing, Mm -hmm. especially when it's not quite our timing. Yes. (laughs) So let's jump in. Yes, let's do it. So tell us a little bit of your story about the things that kind of got in the way for you as you wanted to pursue things that were your timing and your ideas when it comes to leadership. Yeah. Well, um, I think it's important to just share my age. I know a lot of women don't do that, but it's mm. part of my journey. Please do. I, I'm 41. I'm going to be 42. Um, so wait, you're 41 and you're going to be 42. I'm going to be 42. Glad you what comes next. <laughs> I'm going to be. <laughs> okay. It's coming. Um, the reason I say that is I, uh, I oversee students right now. And um, I think part of my journey is I've been with students for 20 years, over 20 years, 21 years now. And uh, I love working with students. But um, one of the things that I felt in going and working with students is that it's important to be young and energetic and, and all those things. And so God has brought me through a long journey over the last 21 years. Um, and just recently in the last two and a half years, um, put me in a position of overseeing student ministries. And so for, I'm bad at math, whatever that math is, 18 years, <laughs> um, he really had me um, just mentoring and loving on students and doing discipleship and um, overseeing and directing girls ministries and uh, doing a lot of that stuff. And so I, I, honestly, I really didn't have a desire to be in a pastoral role. That wasn't going into it. It was not it was a man's role. It was never something that I was like, okay, I want to be this when I grow up. Because your context you were in was yes. very much that wasn't mm-hmm. shown to you nope. that that could be a woman. Yeah. Yeah. So it wasn't something I questioned. It wasn't something I was against. It was just, it was what it was. And yeah. so I was comfortable with that. I enjoyed it. It wasn't anything I was, you know, upset about. And then, well, I guess 2010 is really where I, I started um, feeling God leading me to more of a leadership role. And um, that was a real struggle because I love details. I love organization. I love planning things. I love that. That's just the heartbeat of what God has created in me. And um, so being in a leader role and overseeing things and making decisions that way and leading teams was not something I thought about doing, although it is within my character and my personality type, but um, it just wasn't something that I thought of doing. But 
seeing the Lord push me in that and wanting to do more, um, having these visions of wanting, you know, to do conferences. And uh, when I, I became a Christian in high school and I was under a youth pastor that was a dreamer. And so, you know, that he kind of helped create that in me of just dreaming about changing the world and, and changing the world for God. And so it became more and more in my soul of wanting to do more things. And so the Lord really took me on a journey of, of shaping things and, and wanting things to be, to happen. Let's talk in the same idea of timing, but even in your role here. Yeah. And I know you started, like you said, as the student ministries admin, mm-hmm. and now you're leading the entire ministry. Mm-hmm. And that was a really long time. Mm-hmm. And I think at some points, knowing you and being your friend, at some points I know there was frustration mm-hmm. that maybe that door wasn't open sooner. Mm-hmm. Talk about that a little bit and how the timing, how you sensed God's timing in that journey. Yeah. I started in 1998 working with students. In 2000, I started working here at Redwood Chapel. And we've gone through a lot of different um, transitions over those 20 years. Um, and I, I see how, um, I, I love that time and I see how God has used that time of just loving students, doing discipleship, doing small groups and, um, teaching God's word. I, I love that. Like I had said before, there's never a time of like, oh, I hope I get this position. It was just, I loved it. I love, and I still love it. Um, and then kind of through these diff over the years, over the next 10 years of, of working with students and, and having these different transitions, um, just seeing a desire to do more, seeing a desire to see the ministry do more. Um, there was a time in 2008 where we were kind of adjusting as a church to how um, things should be. And, and a leadership at that time had, and I was, I was the admin and then I was also volunteering in student ministry. So those were kind of two separate things, which, you know, it was hard to figure out like my hours and finances and how I'm sure. doing those things. Cause anybody that works with student ministries knows you have hours and hours <laughs> yes. to it. Um, but I remember the leadership at the time just saying, okay, well, um, in their mind, it was, we want to make sure you're getting paid for what you're doing. And so we're going to take you out of the volunteer position and you're just going to be in the paid admin position. So, uh, we don't want you to volunteer in student ministries anymore. Just do the admin work. This was in 2008. And it was in that meeting, it was a, a shock. And, a um, I, I remember saying, then you have my resignation. <laughs> and I actually walked <laughs> out at that time and I walked out <laughs> and slammed the door. <laughs> I, I just, it was, I didn't mean to react like a brat, you know, it, but it was just like, no, like absolutely not. That is, and it wasn't even th- anything I thought about. Um, it, it just was, it, I didn't think of what I mean. I didn't think about it before. I wasn't um, thinking, I don't want to be the admin or I don't want to, you know, I only want to do these things. It was just kind of this moment in my life where it was a realization of like, no, I don't, if I can't volunteer and be a part of student ministry, the meat and the heart of right. volunteering and being in kids' lives, like, I don't want to do that. Like, I don't want to do the admin stuff. That's what, you know, that, uh, that I loved doing it at the time, but it was just this, like, if I can't do this, I don't want to do that. Right. So the other part was life-giving yeah. and you saw the Mm-mm. fruit in it. Yeah. And I, I, I didn't realize how, um, obviously, 
you know, things change and they, <laughs> they didn't keep, you know, they didn't keep with what they were requesting. But, um, that was really a turning point in my life of realizing, um, where God was calling me to and starting to get me pushing me more towards other things. That's probably where it started. Um, as if you didn't fully recognize or you didn't identify that in yourself until it was almost taken Taken away. away. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and it, I wasn't like, I felt God calling me to anything. I just loved it. I loved the admin work. I loved working under past youth pastors. I loved the, the discipleship and leading small groups. Like I just loved all that. There wasn't like a feeling of God calling me to anything, but it was a sudden, like, like you said, like taking it or possibly taking it away. And I remember there was a few weeks in between the leadership at the time saying, all right, well, we have to figure this out. So there wasn't an answer that uh, they had said, well, we want you to stay on staff, uh, but let's figure out what we can do. So there was a few weeks of like, they may still take me out of the volunteering. And so I remember, um, just really wrestling with the Lord and being on my knees in prayer of like, God, if you don't want me in this ministry, then, then take me out. I'm okay with that. If this ministry is better without me, um, I'm okay with that. And so, but still being like, but I want to be here, you know, (laughs) but for the record, I'd like to to stay. Yes. Yeah. But it, it, I look back at that and I now see God just shaping me and wanting me to, obviously lead at one point, but getting me to the place where I would depend on him through that leadership. And so um, those were defining moments and we don't always find have defining moments, but there are a few in my life of, of leadership of seeing these defining moments. And um, so obviously they kept me at what I was doing. And that was, um, you know, we had transitioned into a new youth pastor and so that just over the, you know, next 10 years of that, um, the Lord just put things of leadership, uh, in my heart. And so there was a time where it was like, I want to, I want to be part of the, uh, or I want to have a girls ministry and direct that. And I remember spending at that time in my life, I really felt like leadership should say, should see the gifts in us and say, okay, well, let's, I see this in you, let's do it. And so, um, I, I was waiting for the youth pastor at the time to just say, like, I see this in you. (laughs) Hey, do you want to do a girls ministry? (laughs) Oh, that's great. I've been thinking that, but it never occurred to you to say, I have an idea. Nothing. I waited. I mean, that was 2008 when that first happened. I waited till 2010 (laughs) and I remember praying and I'm being like, okay, he's going to do this. And, you know, we're, we're great friends. And so it was, it, it, it was just something that I was like waiting for him to say. And, you know, he's, he's over the whole ministry. So he's not thinking, you know, what can I, as a youth pastor, you put everybody in these positions and then you're like, okay, God, what else do I need to do? So, but I remember coming into his office one time when I couldn't stand it anymore. And I was like, I want to start a girl's ministry. And I I think it, it wasn't something anybody has done before and not something I would even seen done before, but it was something that I wanted to and to see done. And so, um, I, you know, obviously from that point on there, you know, I started the girls conference mm-hmm. or, uh, the girls ministry mm-hmm. at our church. And do you think, let me interrupt you real quick. Do you think that for part of your journey and the timing, what I'm hearing is it sounds like God gets you to a place where you have to identify something yeah. in your life and you, you have to be the one that has the courage to say, I want to do this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then it kind of yeah. opens up. Yeah. I feel like he push, pushes you to a place 
where, you know, either you just know you have to move on to something else or you, you just really are wrestling. You're in this kind of uncomfortable place. And sometimes he identifies what he wants you to do and sometimes he doesn't. And so when I started certain things, it was, I don't know where this is going to go or what this is going to do, but I know I need to do this. And so those are, I think those are the hardest when you don't know what God wants you to do or, or, or what it's going to look like. And, and I didn't know what the girls conference mm-hmm. was going to look like. You maybe know that it's time to do it, mm-hmm. but you still don't know exactly what it's supposed to look like. Yeah. 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 And so that, that's probably the hardest because you're kind of stepping out in faith and you're stepping out into the unknown and you're just like, all right, God, it's, it's you completely. And, and obviously now going through that, I look back and I see, okay, this is, um, that's how it's supposed to be. It's supposed to be about God. It's supposed to be God's thing. And I'd rather have it that way than, than Sherry's ideas and and all these things. But it is a hard place to be because you fully have to be trusting God and you fully have to be in prayer. You fully have to be uh, just engaged with the Holy Spirit because he's holding your hands in a way because you don't really know what you're, you're blindly going into something. It keeps you walking in step truly Mm -hmm. with God, with the spirit, because you don't know what's Mm -hmm. supposed to be next. And there is a bit of you that still feels not quite equipped or hasn't discovered Mm -hmm. that part yet. Yeah. Yeah. So for you, when fast forward to when you did then ultimately get given that role Mm -hmm. of overseeing everything and talk about that timing and. Yeah. So I think that probably started around 2000, maybe 2015, 2016, uh, the youth pastor at the time and I are, are good friends and he wanted to move to another role and just felt God leading him to something else. And I felt God leading me to oversee a ministry and you know, I was in student ministries and I could do that, but I, it, it wasn't like I have to do that. I just, I knew it was something that I could no longer be the assistant. I just had like all these ideas of things that I wanted to do. I wanted to be the one to, to shape things. I wanted to be the one to like put all these ideas out that kept flooding my mind. And so like the ideas kind of overtook the fear. Yeah. Yeah. Still feeling ill-equipped. I did not have my degree um, at the time. And so it was like, you know, those fears of like, okay, I'm not quite trained, but I have all this passion. Right. You know, that's a real wrestling when you feel either ill-equipped because of, of your training or just your experiences. Um, but you just feel so passionate about doing things and wanting to be uh, doing things or wanting to see them done. And so, you know, again, our church was going through a lot of transitions. So it's a lot of waiting. And, and during that waiting, it wasn't like, you know, I just sat and twiddled my thumbs. Like I, you know, I was doing the girls conference. I was, I was leading things, but I just kept feeling like I want to do more. I want to lead more. Um, so I think probably about 2016, maybe 2017, um, I went to the lead pastor here and I had just said, you know, I, I, I feel like I need to lead a ministry. And if, and if you, and this was very hard for me because, um, besides having women and girls and children's ministry, it wasn't something that women had done in leading other ministries besides women's ministry here at here where you are. Yeah. Yeah. And I didn't have a desire to lead women's ministry. I, I just thought wasn't my desire. Um, but I, so when I went to him, I just felt like I, I had shared, I need, I want to lead a ministry or lead something. And I, I know God's calling me to that. And that, 
there's a lot of fear in that because I knew he could have said, well, we don't do that here at Redwood. And that's, um, you know, that's where we're at. So I knew going into that, there was a lot of fear and nervousness of saying, saying that to him. And, um, but I had said, I, if it, if it can't be here, I need to move on somewhere else. I just know that that's, I don't know what it is, but mm-hmm. I know I need to. So again, that. it came back to yeah. that. Like it was so much yeah. bubbling up in you that yeah. action had to be taken yeah. one way or the other. Yeah. Right. And the youth pastor at the time was kind of, he was going to be transitioning out and there, there was talks of that happening. Um, and I knew like, it was kind of that timing as well as like, I'm not going to be under another youth pastor. Like there's just too much you know, at that, this point I have like 18 years of youth experience. Right. So to have, you know, a 25 year old come on in and be like, okay, what do I do? You know, it'd be like, I just, this is not going to work. And right. so, so you were seeing it come from different angles, mm-hmm. seeing that this was the time. Yeah. Yeah. And I love Redwood Chapel. I love its people. And so it, it, it would have been really hard to, to leave and, um, you know, not, not do it here where it's, it's my family. It's where, you know, it's where God brought me in high school. And so that would have been really hard to do, but yet I knew it had to be something. God was leading me to something Mm -hmm. Um, again, not knowing what that was, but just knowing it was a leader role. And so um, obviously the, the lead pastor uh, had just said, you know, he saw that in me and agreed. And, and there was kind of this sense that he wanted me, um, to lead the student ministries and could see that I could do that. Um, but then it was, all right, now as a church, we wrestle with that leadership has to wrestle with what scripture says. And, um, so for here at Redwood, that's the first time I'm not the first time they've ever wrestled with that, but it, it was a big thing that now is like, okay, we see these gifts in Sherry. Now we really have to look at scripture. Right. And figure this Reconcile out. what yeah. we believe yeah. these verses are saying that yeah. talk about that. Yeah. So well, you're sitting here in this clearly student men <laughs> office. And so obviously I think we know what happened. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So that was about a year and a half of the pastors and elders going through, um, seeing how, uh, what scripture says about that, praying, deeply praying. I mean, these are men of the Lord. So I, I do trust, even though there might be disagreements on certain things, but I do trust that they really went to scripture um, and, and prayer. And, and it, you know, as Christians, those are hard things to wrestle with and, but I think it's okay to wrestle with them. And so, um, they went through, um, those things and obviously I'm in the role that I'm in. Um, (laughs) and so, um, but yeah, as I look through God's timing and it, you know, as I look through the last 20 years, it, sometimes we are so impatient about, um, we want God to move now. And I still do God move now, move now, move yes. now. But I, I also now have this experience of seeing how God has used the last 20 years of being in the youth ministry to help shape what he's doing with me and in me now. And, um, you know, I, there was a period of time where I have these older ladies that uh, I love dearly that, um, are just mentors of mine and and he used them to help um, just affirm me before I was even in this role now. And um, I remember having dinner with them one night where um, I was going to tell them it was kind of in the talks of me going and moving into a director role that hadn't been a woman before. And I, I, I wanted them to know, and I wanted to know their opinion. And I just had this deep fear that they were going to say, you can't do that role. And Um, so we're at dinner and I'm sharing with them and I said, what, what do you guys think of 
if I was to take over student ministries and, and become the director of that. And I, I just had this fear of asking that question. And, and they said, of, of course, like that's you, you, we've seen you do that. We've seen you lead. Like, of course you can do that. And I, you know, I, I, we're sitting there at Italian food and, and I'm crying. <laughs> and, you know, it's always, it's always interesting when you have these deep conversations in a restaurant and you're like tearing up and the, right, the right. waiter comes over. How's everything? What's up? Do you need more parmesan? <laughs> no, that's, that's yeah. such a cool Mark moment yeah. for you though, where the whole construct of what you had been in and understanding that there was maybe some roadblocks yeah. to you stepping into that role. Mm-hmm. These women who obviously you felt like might land on mm-hmm. the other side of that yeah. instead were affirming because they had seen you yeah. doing it. Yeah. And God used a lot of older people in my life that came from more of a traditional mindset of, of men leading to to affirm me. And that's really what had helped me be confident in going into this position because people that would say men are only in that position would say, would wrestle themselves and say, well, you know, I think I, you can do that role. You're gifted in that role and, um, and would affirm me and, and over and over again, just having an older generation do that. I think having God use the older generation to um, kind of, to help encourage me and affirm me was really what helped because the older generation is, is more of the ones that would say, no, this is how it should be. The younger ones would be like, of course you can do that. You know, they're the ones that, um, that's what they've seen. That's what they've seen. Yeah. But an older generation to come along and affirm me is really, I needed that. Mm -hmm. And God has used that and continues to use that. So, and it does feed into, again, just that timing and the affirmation when you get it from, different places and maybe from some unexpected places for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So my last question for you, we're always ending the podcast with this question of what do you think it means to lead bold? I have a um, kind of a motto in my life that I um, just have thought of ever since I became a Christian of just being a world changer and wanting to see the world changed for, for, for truth, for the gospel, for God. And I think it, mean what it means to lead bold is really to be connected to the Holy Spirit. And um, even though there might be fear, even though there might be a feeling of being ill-equipped or not the one that should do that, when when God calls us to do something, um, it is leading bold when we follow through with what he calls us to do, because he's going to call us to things that are scary. He's going to call us to things that we don't feel equipped to do. He's going to call us. It, it, he's going to call us to things that we're like, God, I don't know what this looks like. And everyone around me is saying it can't be done. That is leading bold. Um, and you might feel like it's not something that you should be doing, but you know, God has called you to this. And, and, um, so those things are leading bold and, um, they're scary. I think I, when I think of leading bold, I think there's an uncomfortable feeling and it's scary, but we go and do it because God calls us to it. So, yeah. I love that. Well, keep doing that. Thanks for having me. Thanks for hanging out. Yeah. Thanks for listening to the Lead Bold Podcast. 